0: everybody i'm dave and i'm john and this is coffee and capes a podcast where we talk about two of our favorite things drinking coffee and pop culture
1: yes geek culture we love geek culture and we love pop culture like all that we
0: do love geek culture that's what i meant geek culture yeah hey can we get our producers to uh to start over again and and re-record over oh wait we don't have any we don't have producers we don't (laughs) have producers we're our own producers i just messed it up sorry folks geek culture <clears throat> rewind <clears throat> uh we're we, we talk about two other things <laughs> coffee, drinking coffee and talking about geek culture specifically comics and we've and we've and lost things. it moving on uh, <laughs> we're all right, uh, all right. We're Still human. <laughs> thanks thanks for
1: being human <laughs> it's
0: the only way i know i know right
1: um dave should we discuss how like how people can find us. They I suppose yes, like please the, next, pick up my the mess. next portion. Clean
0: up my mess. Let people know it. how they can find us. You. I got you. You found us back. some way or another, uh, yeah. but let's make sure you're connecting in all the ways that are possible. hundred percent.
1: So if you're watching this, you found us on YouTube. Hi. And thanks for watching us on YouTube. We appreciate it. Sometimes you see some things in there that just don't translate over voice only. Um, we're also available on iTunes. We're available on Spotify. Uh, we're all the uh, podcast avenues and channels you can find us out there Uh, our website is coming soon so keep an eye out for that and then uh, you can email us at supers at coffee the letter n capes.com we're also on instagram at coffee underscore n underscore capes we're on facebook twitter we've been more active on twitter which is Uh, nice so if you follow us on twitter cool thank you so much and um i believe oh and we're on this coffee mug oh we are on the coffee mug we'll get to that on the, the coffee mug yeah um yeah i think that i think that covers where you can find us and and on any of those channels please if you ever have an idea or a thought or something you'd like to hear us talk about that you're passionate about uh throw it our way we, we love hearing from you guys.
0: We do love hearing from you. And we've developed a, a new-ish segment. We've been doing it a few weeks now that we've been calling Fan Fiction, where we uh, highlight a comment um, or a conversation that we've had over the usually over the socials. Um, we'd love to have one over email. I don't think we've had that yet. So we're old. We like getting email. Send us an email. Yes. Anyway, so for this week, a little bit different. Uh, I want to highlight for fan fiction, um, I got a note, a message from a former student of mine, Austin, who is uh, serving our country in the Navy. He serves, Thanks for
1: your service, Austin.
0: Yeah, exactly. Appreciate it, awesome. buddy. Um, and he serves on submarines and does, I don't know what, on submarines, but I think it has something to do with the nuclear things. There. Spends a lot of time underwater is yes, what he, he does. does on it's a submarine. inconceivable to me. Huh. But he does it along with however many of his compatriots there, which is amazing. And uh, Austin sent me a note to say he's been listening to the podcast. He's only, I think he said three episodes in, but is enjoying it and he's going to keep listening. So um, it was super, super great to uh, to hear from him and, uh, and know that he's enjoying the podcast. So thanks, Austin. For, thanks for, uh, listening, for listening, Austin. Yeah. And, and again, thanks for
1: your out. service, buddy. And for all the people that you're serving with on the submarine, thank them as well.
0: Yeah, And you know, and share your, share your love of this podcast with, with your friends there. Yeah. But Not in an oppressive way. That would be that, that would not be cool. How do you oppressively share a podcast? You're going to listen to this now.
1: I don't know. I have no idea. I would think that's just enthusiastic.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah maybe yeah. over the top aggressive.
0: Well, okay.
1: Yeah. But yeah. oppressive.
0: All right. Fair enough. It's not like we're holding them down. Well, I mean, Austin's strong. Maybe he's holding somebody down.
1: Hey, Maybe it's totally possible. Totally. We will
0: put these earbuds in your ears right now. Um, Dave. I don't think he's to do, do that. That's not who he is. Anyway, moving on. Yes. Coffee. What coffee are you drinking? Coffee. in your well, dark side. In month? my lovely coffee and capes mug. I am very much enjoying some caribou. Life is short. Stay awake for it. Some caribou um breakfast blend. Ooh, nice. What are the notes in your caribou breakfast blend? Uh if they provided it, I don't have it. But I'm going to say I have notes of um, caffeine and goodness.
1: <laughs> caffeine and goodness. Awesome. Fair enough. Uh, today, I am drinking Steel S-T-E-L, from Portland Coffee Roasters out of uh, Portland, Oregon. And it says toffee and cocoa. Um so that's pretty cool. They also state that they form long-lasting partnerships with growers and roast our coffee in our carbon-neutral roastery. Nice. I like it. Um, it's a good coffee. It's, a, it's definitely a dark roast. Sometimes dark roasts come through and they don't exactly taste like a dark roast. And this one, I absolutely can taste the toffee and cocoa. Uh, cocoa, even though I am evil and put creamer in my copy and you're not evil, wouldn't... just deluded yeah uh <laughs> uh and uh, another shout out as always our, our episode wouldn't be complete if we didn't give a shout out to nicole and sarah over at Ladybird provisions um thanks for the t-shirt see nicole i told you i'd wear it um john is a man of his word I am a man of my word. They were nice enough to supply some dry bombs for the Epic Saturday Giveaway Contest. Who, uh, Mandy McCurdy out of Minnesota, won that contest. And Mandy, your package is on the way. You got your uh, your tracking link yesterday. She was very excited, uh, very enthusiastic about receiving this. Said it made her Monday better. We're happy that we made your Monday better, Mandy. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for supporting us, and uh, we hope that you enjoy it. You know, yeah, we thanks, Mandy. You Appreciate
0: it. your your support there, and
1: for sure, enjoy all the goodies. Yes, absolutely. Enjoy all the goodies. All right. Well, now that we've gotten through that, Dave, what is it we are talking about today?
0: Well, you know, we thought with uh, with Valentine's Day coming up, it would be a good time to talk about um, all the power couples that exist in the world of comics. Yeah. And uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Kevin
1: from Hops and Heroes and uh, and Barbell Viking 1988. I can't remember his name and I'd have to look it up and I'm sorry, man, but um, both have like thrown out some and adam adam my buddy adam have all thrown out some great uh couples so thanks everybody for for throwing out your ideas that the thanos and death one and death and deadpool um was one i had, I had completely spaced on so uh
0: yeah you know, and, thanks and guys. how did they provide those because they followed us on the social see how fun that is and how that on works Instagram. yay if you're not on doing the that insta do space that yay that's our myspace ahead. account
1: My MySpace account? Is that still around? Is
0: MySpace still thing? No, that's the joke, man. Come on.
1: Oh, you know he sold that for a ridiculous amount of money.
0: I'm sure that's true.
1: Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, You can tell by our backgrounds if you're watching us on YouTube that we have some folks we want to talk about already. But Dave, why don't you kick us out? Who's your first power couple you want to talk about? Well,
0: so just a a little background. I think it's been interesting that um, I remember reading an article about the time that Eternals came out, the movie that um, posited that the MCU has not done a very good job of, of showing relationships. Mm. Um, I, I think there are a couple of arguments to be made a, against that thesis, but overall, I think it's probably fairly true. Um, and that maybe more to the point, or what, what I find as compelling is to say that it hasn't been a focus of the MCU, but it's absolutely a focus of the comics in general. The yeah. people are always in and out of relationships. And there's, I mean, that's definitely been an undercurrent of basically any comic that I've run that there's a love interest for, for the sure. people involved.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, yeah I, mm-hmm.
0: and it's an, it's an intriguing and an interesting and a part of the stories and a way of, of rounding these characters out further, making them a little more human that I enjoy it and then i'm unabashedly enjoy that part of the those stories
1: yeah and and i you know one of the great things about those relationships within the the universe of comics right um and maybe marvel hasn't done such a great job on screen i would argue that a little bit personally um but you know dc has has definitely done a, a more thorough job but their main character that they've brought to the screen originally Superman and very clear love interest. Right. Mm -hmm, Right. Um, In Lois Lane, but the comics have a, a rich history of that. And you have to have that not only for the human element, but there needs to be in any story a way to ground a character with something that, Potentially can put them at risk emotionally. Right. Um, and, and, you know, love interests in, in the comics also do that. Right. It, it takes these sometimes godlike uh, characters, makes them more human and has a way to kind of put their mental and emotional state to the test.
0: For sure. Yeah, that's right. really well said. Thank you. yeah, uh, I absolutely.
1: just blacked out. What did I say?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, putting their their emotional state to the test and and bringing these somewhat God often godlike beings down to earth, if you will, grounding them. Um, and and I guess that's as good a place as any to start with uh, with the couple I've got on my screen. Um and I don't I have these ranked in any order of any kind, just right. yeah, of, I don't think they're ranking. Um I'm not trying to do that, but just, uh story that I find compelling um, and does exactly what you're saying uh, is T'Challa, Black Panther, and Aurora Monroe, Storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these are two beautiful people who love each other very much, but also have very much had uh, have been what we sometimes call star-crossed. Yeah. Right? That they've been together, but then but and have even married and then mm-hmm. have been pulled apart i believe divorced but at least in some versions yeah, you know are back together um or for sure still love each other right yeah whether or not they've decided they can be together but it's a to me it's a fascinating story and and they make so much sense as a couple like they seem yeah, to really complement each other um, um and and at least especially i guess i've i've read it more from black panther's point of view where but in the black panther books Um, from Tanahisi Coates of the last whatever it is four or five years that when Storm comes in she really helps him find his way in a way that he hasn't been able to do on his own that she at the risk of sounding like cliche like oh she completes him like I don't know necessarily it's that but just that she she makes him better
1: yeah I think in and admittedly like my my history with reading black panther you know i can remember the first black panther comic i read was i was a kid um like just a kid and th- he didn't really get a ton of storylines when yeah. we were when we were young um you know he was there but it, i feel like just not as prominent right as time has gone on he's definitely become more prominent but i think you know, and what I've read of Black Panther, he, he was always very stoic. Yeah. Um, and there was almost a level of human, uh, like human compassion for anything outside of just Wakanda that was clearly missing. And, you know, he was very regal, very on point, very matter of fact, very like, this is how it goes. Um, and then Storm came in and he he definitely like he changed, um, you know, as did she. Yeah. Right. They changed each other. And and uh, they are, if I remember correctly, I think they, they eventually get divorced because of there was one of the major storylines where they were split because of which side they fell on. And I don't remember what it was. Um, Pretty
0: sure that was the uh, Avengers versus X-Men storyline. Oh, yeah. Phoenix. There you go. Force coming back to earth and what how should they were they should respond to that and it was a well yeah it was a whole event which one of these days we're going to do a an episode on events events but um yeah that was a whole event and it was it tore them apart in fact i think one of the pretty sure one of the offshoot books was the two of them having to fight over this yes yeah yeah and and they got it it was a big split and it adds a lot of pathos to that story because you know they love each other and yet they find themselves on opposite sides of this and having to fight over it
1: um yeah that's a great couple that's a great couple there nice nice initial choice um mine is you know in my background uh harley and poison ivy you know Adam brought this up and it was already, I think it was Adam that brought it up. It was already on the forefront of my mind. I've mentioned Harley and Poison Ivy before as um, just one of my favorites. And it's been one of the storylines that as it's evolved, never has felt forced. You know, it, it's never felt like in order to, try and appeal to a a, you know a diverse audience let's try and force these two together it was just a natural evolution of love like both of them had histories of relationships with men both of them you know gone through that and just over time their their friendship and love blossomed into you know this relationship now that they have and it's beautiful it's really well done uh it's in the comics as well as in the cartoon
0: cartoon yeah the animated show the their relationship is clearly the 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 touchstone of that entire series yeah the centerpiece of that entire show and it's fab. it's fabulous yeah it
1: i hope that and i really hope this i hope that at some point they'll do because i i really like margot robbie as uh Harley. She was mm-hmm. she definitely been like a highlight through all of the Suicide Squad like movies. Um, although uh and I can't remember the guy's name, the actor's name who plays Rick Flag, but he's done a nice job of evolving. Joel Kin- Kinman I think. Yeah, he was in uh Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon, yeah. I really liked him in Altered Carbon. That was a good yeah. uh but it, his his character, Rick Flagg, had evolved nicely over, you know. Right, a couple movies, but it it would be so nice to see on screen like a Margot Robbie Harley Quinn and uh, Poison Ivy like come together on you know on the big screen, and I and I think everybody would be thrilled to see that for sure. You know?
0: Yeah, especially from the Harley standpoint, who uh, whose story has been this again the centerpiece of what the DC live action stuff has been lately, and she's mm-hmm. really been the driving force behind that. We might even do a whole pod about that at one point. Yeah. yeah. Um, but watching her come out of the what everybody sees is just this horrific, abusive relationship with Joker, mm-hmm. to find herself, and then and then find Ivy. Yeah. Is is just a. I mean, it's crazy to say about two sort of villains. It's a heartwarming story. Yeah.
1: And it and it, it's not something that was rushed. So it wasn't like yeah. Harley yeah, comes yeah. out of this abusive relationship and runs right into the open arms of Ivy. It was this long process of those two coming together so that it felt healthy and natural. Yeah. As opposed to which, you know, you see in real life, people coming out of an abusive relationship and running right into the arms of somebody that, you know, somebody else, because they don't know how to stand on their own two feet. But what we saw was we saw Harley stand on her own two feet, become independent and strong, Ivy, you know, being herself independent and strong, and the two of them forming a bond. And then that love that just progressed in that realization of they did it really well in the cartoon. Yeah, like, they they did it really really well in the cartoon where it was just the moment of like all of a sudden they both realized that they loved each other. Right? Even though Ivy was going to marry Kite
0: Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that show's so funny. From, folks, if you if you are have not watched the the Harley Quinn animated series on HBO Max, please do yourself a favor and watch that. It's it's top-notch. Yeah, it's so It's good. very gory and very violent and it. Earns its MA rating or whatever, but TV MA rating, but it's hilarious and terrific. It's so good. I totally forget they have like
1: Robin in there trying to become Harley's nemesis. <laughs> and he keeps referring to himself as little sweet potato pie.
0: No, I did not remember that.
1: Here, go back and watch it again. Like uh, we're okay. we're rewatching it right now because we've okay. been in, we've become impatient
0: for <laughs> season 3. 3. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right, Dave, who who else you got? Who else? I mean, there's so many. Um, where do we want to go? I, I will say, I, I know this is an obvious one, but I do enjoy the the Batman-Catwoman romance. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I know so for the last three, four years, whatever it is, um, Tom King was the writer for the main Batman title for DC. Mm-hmm. And his run was um, polarizing (laughs) that a lot of people apparently really, really did not like his style Hmm. or his approach to the storytelling so much so that he was supposed to get, as I understand it, originally a hundred episodes and they ended up cutting him off at 85. You mentioned that before. Yeah. Um, But I, I found myself in the, in the camp of, I was reeled in. I really liked it. Yeah and part of what he did was make that relationship he built that relationship between uh bruce and selena kyle uh as again kind of the the cornerstone of who bruce was or at least who he was becoming um and with some ups and downs and whatever and they're oh they're all set to get married and then that didn't happen of course because that's always how that goes um but man one of the most beautiful comics i've ever read was the one of the the a batman annual that looked ahead to selena and bruce as an kind of elderly couple in the life Mm. that they had lived together and that's cool love they'd shared and i just i found that so compelling yeah um right now uh Tom King is writing a series called Batman and Catwoman that's kind of come back to some version of the present, but then also it's kind of a time travel thing too. Not time travel, but you know, it's telling the story at various points in time. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And um I'm gonna keep reading it. I it feels like it's sort of undoing some of what he'd already done. So I don't love that, but I, I just sure. think that approach, like those two, make such an intriguing couple because there's always the tension of. You know, the super moralistic Batman with the she'll do anything to survive Catwoman and how they really seem to care for each other, but also are at odds often.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it is like one of my favorite long standing relationships because they kind of come from opposite ends of the spectrum. And I think yeah. that, um, one of my favorite moments with, batman and catwoman actually comes from the injustice series like the first year of the injustice series where Mm -hmm. uh you know damien accidentally kills dick yeah and bruce is destroyed by the way yeah (laughs) on on a
0: story that's five years old or six or seven or eight whatever it is um
1: but you know she finds bruce you know clark comes to her and says you know dick's died and uh she goes to the Batcave and finds bruce like pounding into a, a piece of wood, like knuckles broken and bloody. And, you know, she's like, just for today, like, don't be Batman, like, don't hold it together, fall apart, you know, and she just like wraps her arms around him. And, and it's it's one of those that you just, this is the only person in his life that he he's doing that with. Right. Right. He's not yeah. going to break down like that in front of any of the Robins or Dick like right. right, Alfred's seen him like beat up and you know probably seen that when he was young but not in a long time which is why Alfred's such a big Selena Kyle fan Um, because she brings a level of humanity back to Bruce's life that oftentimes like he tries to ignore. So right. yeah. great couple. Excellent. Really nice. All
0: right John who who you got next
1: uh so this one i actually i brought up before we we started and uh it's one of those that uh, probably a little bit of a deeper dive you've got to go in and, and read some of the the comics around these two specifically but uh winter soldier and uh and black widow so bucky barnes and natasha romanoff right yeah and it's it's interesting it's really easy to forget be- because of i think the uh the Avengers movies where they paired Natasha and Bruce together, yeah, which was really weird because I'd never seen that no. um, in and the comics. And they didn't
0: really, I mean, they flirted a little bit. It didn't really, it didn't really connect for me at least.
1: Yeah. It, it, it landed a little off to me. It was yeah. very, it was nice. You know, it, yeah. was, it was a nice like heartwarming attempt, but it didn't land right. Totally. But uh, Bucky and Natasha And they hinted at it in uh, the Winter Soldier movie where, you know, Bucky's going after Natasha before, like, you know, he kind of goes after Steve, I guess. And uh, and she's like, why don't you remember me? Like, there's that one little moment where she says that, like, why don't you remember me? Like, you
0: know, um, that's cool. I did not I do not remember that moment. And that's like one of my top three favorite MCU movies. But all right, there's an excuse to have to go back and watch it again.
1: Right. And I, and I could be wrong on the exact phrasing of it. But yeah, that, yeah. Was, that, you know, that was the generalized idea. You. But yeah. they have, you know, there's a history of the two of those two. Right. And they, it's interesting to see, you know, the different periods and, and aspects of how that relationship goes. And to find out, like, how long it's actually gone on like there, like back when Natasha was in the red room and Bucky was still very much the programmed version of winter soldier there's yeah. uh there's moments in the comics that allude to those two you know having been together kind of in those roles before they became heroes so it's one of those that it's a little bit deeper dive like I said it's not super prominent in the comics you have to kind of go into those characters a little bit right um but yeah that's uh, I like that one there's also if you read the Hawkeye run apparently there was uh some history between Hawkeye you know between Clint and Natasha as well yeah which they didn't do in the movies instead it was just very much like the two of them are very very close and tight friends which I thought was a wonderful like well done relationship um and I really appreciated that they didn't do that romantically right and went the route that they did with Jeremy Renner's character with you know the family and the kids and Nat and you know Aunt Nat when she came to the house I thought that was great but in the comics uh, there's even a run where Natasha has died and has come back and Bucky and Clint are both trying to hunt her down right to find out what's going on and both of them you know have had a relationship at some point in time with Nat and they kind of go back and forth with some banter around it and
0: poking at each other. Yep. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. Uh, so many good ones. That was on my list too. Uh, uh, I guess since we're talking Hawkeye, let's also bring up, I, I like uh, Hawkeye and Mockingbird as a couple mm. Um, mm-hmm. back in that, I'm pretty sure eighties uh, when I was a, a young, <laughs> much younger person, uh reading comics there was a there was a mini series with hawkeye it's the first time i remember him having his own book mm-hmm. and um it was where he i forget who they're fighting but it's it's where he becomes deaf or at least oh. super hard of hearing um yep. due to the 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 injuries he sustained in in the battle and he's fighting with mockingbird and he like they realize they love each other but uh and it i i still remember the scene toward the end where um They've defeated the bad guy and mockingbird is essentially declaring her love for him and her desire to be with him. And, and he's like, okay, well, see, that's great. See you around then. Because <laughs> he can't hear her. Because he can't hear her, exactly. <laughs> and he's too proud to say, I don't know what you're saying. I've lost my hearing. <laughs> and, you know, and the last panel is, is her looking completely flabbergasted and irritated. And then you go to the epilogue and they're married and they're in a hot tub together. And And then they explain that, like, you're so she says, you know, you're so lucky I ran after you and made you <laughs> explain yourself. And, and then you finally admitted you couldn't hear me and we could we could yeah. be together. And and then, you know, again, spoiler alert for Hawkeye that we talked about a while back, uh, according to the the Hawkeye uh, miniseries on on Disney Plus, the TV show, it would appear that um, I forget what what they gave the character's name, but his wife in the show and the movies in the show is Agent 19, who was Mockingbird.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which so was I, cool. That was such really a great cool. nod. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the subtle nods that, uh, Marvel does. I'm really enjoying Peacemaker because it's doing something similar, you know, throughout their, um, John Cena bashing Batman and, and Superman and talking about him, and, you know, Superman's definitely got a poop fetish. you <laughs> like, everybody's like, where do you get your information? Um, Anyway, yeah. Aside, yeah, and
0: we'll come back to Peacemaker. We'll 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 have a, a review of Peacemaker really. once it's done.
1: Yeah, John Cena is brilliant in that show. It just really is. Um, Who else you got, John? So kind of along the the same line, but we're flipping over to DC. Is uh, Green Arrow and Black Canary? Yes, right. Yes. That's a, a long standing sure. relationship that um, you know it is, I, I I don't know why and this is always one of my favorite things but like the 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 love that they share and every time he calls her pretty bird
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right Mm -hmm. is
0: it feels like they're real people in that moment yeah a little pet name that really there's so much affection Yes, In the way he says it, and the love that they share is so
1: strong, like so strong. um You know, like when Oliver Queen dies. Going back to Injustice again, right? Yeah. When Oliver Queen dies, uh Black Canary is this devastated yes. and goes on a war path, yeah, of of destruction. Before they're finally, before Doctor Fate I- intervenes and brings like. um a green arrow who lost his canary uh, and black canary together in an alternate universe and they have a kid right they, yeah. they end up having a kid together and um but i i just i really like that relationship too and it's very there's some parallels it feels like to hawkeye and mockingbird i mean you got hawkeye and mockingbird green arrow and black canary
0: uh-huh yeah there's definitely
1: Right, that was definitely one of those like whoever had it first, the other like the other publisher went. Well, we can do it better. Yeah, <laughs> hey, watch us. Uh, and I've I've enjoyed over time and over history those moments between DC and Marvel where it's clear, except for Squadron Supreme. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that one. Some yes, yes, we will. But anyway, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Oliver Queen, you know, Green Arrow, um, Black Canary. I can't remember Black Canary's like, actual name. Dinah uh, Lance. Dinah Lance. There you go. Thank you. It was on the tip of my tongue. And I, I don't know why I kept thinking Lance a lot. And that's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Dave, who you got next?
0: So many good ones. All right. I feel like we can't have this discussion without talking about Spider Man. Right. Who's totally. had multiple significant loves in his life absolutely right with uh gwen stacy mm-hmm. then she dies and then um had some time with black cat with felicia, what's felicia, it? felicia, felicia Harda, hardy felicia hardy Yeah. Felicia. and and of course the the most famous would be spider-man and mj mary jane yeah or, um, or what was what was what they make mj's name in the mcu in the Mary oh, Jones yeah. or I don't, I don't
1: remember in in the. I I can't remember now. Yeah, Mary Jones but, something. Yeah, but MJ like yeah, nonetheless, MJ. right? Yeah, MJ yeah. nonetheless, which is which is the most well recognized for sure out of everybody. But you're like he had a relationship with Felicia Hardy. He had a relationship with Gwen Stacy, who he lost. Yeah. Um, you know who in in one universe anyway dies. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna expand this because it actually touches on the relationship that i was going to bring up next okay and spider-man is part of this the symbiote venom and eddie brock and peter parker there is 100 okay. percent a like relationship that exists between eddie and the symbiote but yeah. there is also very clearly like some lingering like desire to every now and then connect with peter by the symbiote and the relationship that exists there like despite like it seems very odd couple-ish at times yeah. right between eddie and and the symbiote um at the same time as you watch it like there's a lot of love that exists and sure. while it's not like i i wouldn't put it in a a traditional love sense like romantic love but it's still right a- In romantic love they're still like a longing to be like yeah. part of each other like they go through withdrawals like not being yeah. there's that you know and uh and peter was kind of that sim- the symbiotes like first like
0: i love you i'm gonna be i'm gonna hold on to you and yeah, then when you got first rid love, of him- that's a fantastic comparison john i love that i had not thought about that but the symbiote longing for that first love in the way that so many of us have experienced in real life that like Mm -hmm. that first love for some reason feels has felt stronger, even though it was, you know, we're young or it wasn't, it wasn't the last or whatever. Like, huh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that
1: was, uh, I I thought about that one because last night we, I was on a, I was on the Instagram Um, And I was attending a a live comic book auction from TM Comics. So Mm -hmm. shout out to TM Comics. They're TM underscore comics. Um, They do live Instagram auctions of like comics. And I picked up a uh, Venom Lethal Protector number one, like comic grade 9.4, 9.6 something like that okay i got permission from rachel to to she was sitting right there she's like go ahead (laughs) but as i was doing that right it made me think about like the the depth of the relationship like the symbiote has expressed for eddie but also for peter um so that's great yeah yeah uh you can kick off the next one because i kind of i rolled right into yours with mine
0: yeah no that's cool um uh let's go let's go outside of the world of uh dc and and marvel um and uh if you if you caught our geeking out episode a couple of weeks ago three maybe three weeks ago um i talked a lot about invincible Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) i'm really really enjoying the relationship that has blossomed between uh Mark and Eve in Invincible, so yeah, Invincible and Adam Eve is her superhero name. But uh, Mark Grayson and Eve—I'm not sure what Eve's last name is in the. Yeah, I don't know Eve's last name,
1: but Adam Eve is—is they're both great characters. They're really well done. Yes, the art is fantastic. Man, I love that that series. Like Invincible is just so good.
0: I don't know why it took me ten years to to find it, and right,
1: (laughs) but it's terrific it really is it it really really is and uh that relationship it's funny because i don't know if you ever watched like any of the sitcoms you know growing up or or anything like that and you'd see like two people on your screen on screen and you're like why aren't those two together they'd be so good and then you know you wait forever and finally sam and diane get together (laughs) (laughs) right right right, everybody's like oh thank god that took forever yeah but that was how you know in the first few books of Invincible, I was like, why is Mark dating this other girl? And why is Eve doing this? And why aren't these two together? And maybe, so, you know, you do the same thing. And then when they finally get together, you're like, finally. Right. Jesus, right. come and on. a
0: great moment where Eve says something like, I understand both sides of you. I, I understand the civilian side and I'm a superhero too. So I understand that side. And that's why we're going to last. Yeah. And I remember thinking, man, I hope that's true. Cause I really yeah. want them to stay together. And I mean, they've had some ups and downs and some, some Rocky moments, but they have like their commitment to each other is. Right.
1: Yeah. There tremendous. you go. The, the commitment to each other is, is phenomenal. It's, it's, and that's a great book, you know, and really looking forward to the uh, second season of the animated show coming out. Um, they did such a good job on the first season. Yes. Right. You know, so really excited for that. That's a good one. I'm going to go outside of comic books in general now. How dare you, sir! Son of a gun! I know, but if we didn't talk about this one, I feel like we would not be good at. uh, We don't want to not be good. (laughs) Nerds or geeks, and it's Han and Leia. Oh, there you go. Yeah, right. I mean, that was that was the first love like story that i remember seeing on screen that as a as a child i was like you know and but when did that finally blossom for the two of them and empire strikes back which would have been 1980 i would Correct. have been eight and it was the first time i saw like two people on screen together and i was like oh that makes me happy like that that would be cool like i would like to have something like that you know and yeah. um that of course, that classic moment before Han gets frozen in Carbonite, where you know Leah tells him I love you, and he just looks at her and, and says, I know. Yeah. Harrison Ford is awesome. Um yeah. you know, and even and that's that's been so impactful on people that like even in my relationship with Rachel, um, where like she's not a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. You know, she falls asleep through Star Wars movies (laughs) like that still that scene still like held strong enough with her that it happens even in our own stuff, like be like, I love you. And she'd be like, I know, you know, so. And as the movies ended and the books started and, and went on and we got comic books, I mean, they've just had. An enduring love, even though in the most recent like trilogy right that ended the skywalker saga yeah they had split up um you know and they explained why but there was still there was still love between them you still saw it It was just there was so much heartbreak over losing ben to the dark side um yeah and when han you know when han died she was devastated
0: right of course yeah yeah, some parallels there I think as I'm thinking about it, as you're saying that to uh Storm and Black Panther that like even when they're apart they're still when they even yeah. when they feel like they can't be together their love is strong. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and so it's just a great story.
0: Yeah, that is. Man, that so that going that route jogged my memory like of what's who else was like that for me? And as a young, a very young person, and I don't know what time, I don't remember when I first came across Buck Rogers, but how about Buck Rogers and, and Colonel Deering? Right? Wow. Uh,
1: that is, that is, uh, that is like one of the deepest like cuts yeah. you could possibly do. First I, of all, I love that show so much. Right. Uh, first of all, how many people that listen to this podcast, will know that reference <laughs> i am too? dying to know
0: yeah.
1: right yeah i watched that show every weekend as a kid yes what was the little robot's name? tweaky
0: tweaky yeah. <laughs> totally
1: like there was it was just such a you know that yeah. and that was like the original uh battlestar galactica was out at yeah. that point in time yeah. too like it was a pretty epic time it was for like kids like in that 70s, day and age yeah. um but man
0: i totally forgot about that if... nowhere near as nowhere near as developed as, as han and leia of course but similar no. kind of deal where like they clearly cared for each other i don't even really know if they actually end up together i don't know excuse me sorry about that um mm-hmm. yeah but that's like as far as those early um on screen couples that was that's where yeah. my mind went yeah, that's yeah. a good one
1: that's a good one um all right so pivoting back into yeah. comic books now though
0: yeah
1: uh if if this one wasn't brought up i i again i'd feel like kind of a fail yeah in that and it's there's a love triangle that exists here right and both of these people have gone outside and and found love, and actually all three people involved in it, and it's uh like Scott Summers and Jean Grey, mm. Cyclops, mm. right, Marvel Girl, and the yeah. the third that gets thrown in there is uh, obviously Logan Wolverine, right. Um, but Scott and Jean have been love interests with one another from the time they were teens through years and years of being X Men together. And then Wolverine shows up and kind of throws a monkey wrench into it because he's the bad boy. And Scott's very like proper, but they've survived a lot of turmoil together. There was a period of time where Scott was with Emma Frost. Yep. Um, You know, and and now that, uh, you know, everybody has kind of moved to the island of Krakoa and Scott and Gene are together all the time there's even moments where you see emma get a little jealous and and snipey with gene and there's moments where gene and and logan have their moments yep but it always comes back to scott and gene yeah like always comes back to scott and gene that's just one of those that you know scott would clearly die for her on any given day at any given moment
0: right yeah. And I feel like the nineties cartoon X-Men cartoon really played up that love triangle and, and probably gave it brought a little more prominence.
1: Right. Yeah. Even
0: though Wolverine was a little whiny for my tastes in his approach to well in the
1: X-Men movies, did it too. true?
0: Yeah, for sure. That was, yeah, they played it mostly for laughs in the X-Men movies. That was pretty great. Like the, the kind of competition between Cyclops and Wolverine
1: until Gene comes back from the dead and, Kills Cyclops.
0: That'll put a kink in a relationship.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would definitely mess up a Valentine's Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that <laughs> yeah, one's very really good.
0: Classic. Yep. Can't not talk that one. Talk about that one. Who you got uh, next, Dave? Uh, I'm gonna go deep dive again here, uh, and I think this is now under DC, but uh, from the Authority stories. Uh, how about Apollo and Midnighter? hmm So these are yep. two characters, I think, originally created by Grant Morrison. Um originally
1: image comics?
0: Probably. I think That so. sounds right. Yeah. I think yeah. I think they I think DC has it now. I'm not sure. Yeah, DC, I think DC has it as well. I believe you're right. Um, but two characters that are basically Apollo is is sort of a, a Superman esque character and mm-hmm. Midnighter is a Batman esque character. Um Midnighter is badass. Yeah. And Apollo' is super strong but uh, the two guys that love each other and and will do anything for each other and uh, I, I'm not as super well versed in the in that I've read a couple of the graphic novels I'm not reading any of the current stuff but right um, just one of those you know uh, a gay couple that's not that hasn't shied away from it from early on in their creation and I think that's pretty great
1: yeah and they, Reminder yeah, that... They-
0: that that's part of why we love geek culture so much is that there's a place for everybody
1: right the diversity and inclusion is yeah. is you know we've talked about this a bunch i mean x-men stemmed from you know a desire for marvel to take a stand on uh systemic racism yeah. and inequality right during like the 60s um and that you're right i think i i read they had a uh, a mini series um I want to say, of those two. Or maybe it was Midnighter and Grifter had a miniseries. And, okay. uh, and you know, it showed the relationship between Apollo and Midnighter. And you're right. I don't think they've, I think they, unlike Ivy and Harley, who had a long history of, like, hetero relationships that eventually led to where they are now, yeah. those two were written right out of the gate. Like, you know, love for each other, attracted yeah. to each other, which was really nice. Um, it's a great one that's a, it's a good and it is a very deep like deep cut um, yeah speaking of I might, I'm gonna I'm going to dip back into the X-Men well and I know that like the more prominent one to talk about would be Rogue and Gambit yeah. but probably one of my favorite relationships in the comics of
0: like all time is uh, Kitty and Colossus sure there you go you go there's there's thank you for not talking about robin get rogue and gambit though you, you and i differ on this one like i i gambit annoys the bejeebies out of me and i know you like him so i like him yeah i think that's yeah, fine <laughs>
1: um but there's uh you know colossus has always had this very like soft artistic side you know yeah Kitty and and he together were amazing and they've gone through, you know, they almost got married and then they didn't get married as it happens in the comics, like with everybody. But, you know, it was a whole thing. And um, I believe the reason that they didn't get married was they just reached a point of realizing like they weren't the same, you know, they, they loved each other wholeheartedly, but they weren't the same people that they had been for all those years. And now, you know, I haven't, I'm not totally up to date because as we've talked about before, I, I read a lot through the Marvel unlimited app and where that is at right now in the X-Men series is, you know, they've, they've just brought uh, mystique's wife, destiny back to life. And yep. she's joined the the council. And now Peter is now part of the council. And, um, but they're on my list too, by the way, mystique and destiny. Yeah, that's it, and I'm not as familiar with that one. And let's make that sure, let's make that switch yeah. and talk about them because
0: no, 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 it's okay. I didn't mean to take the away from no, it, no, no,
1: it. it's totally fine because I, you know I, that's one of those that I recently realized was a much bigger deal than I had ever like seen or given credit to.
0: Yeah, and I don't, I, I can't uh, say I have a deep well of knowledge here, but I just know that in the '80s, in the comics, Mystique was. Was pretty surface character and she just was evil because she was evil or whatever and never really knew what her motives were but it seems to me like whenever um we get a scene where mystique and destiny are together irene something i think is her name Mm -hmm. mystique and irene are together like it just again it rounds out the character it brings a depth it's it uh humanizes this villain and as we've said multiple times a a complex or conflicted villain is a much more interesting villain and not that she's not the mystique's always a villain, but you know, she's definitely presented as one. You gotta be a little weary of her motives or or what her actions are going to be. Or if she seems to be on your team, there's always that concern that, you know, that she's got some other plan going and then maybe she's out for herself, but really I think she's her main focus. It seems to be is trying to create a future where she and destiny are together yeah
1: yeah and it seems that way right um yeah. that's her main mission i mean she went so far as to uh impersonate everybody in order to bring destiny back to life against the wishes of you know xavier and and uh magneto like very clearly they didn't want her brought back to life they weren't going to bring destiny back to life um yeah, because okay. of uh Morim and Mctaggart and you know that that whole convoluted system our story but yeah, her her love for destiny clearly shows in the comics now, especially like it's very very strong. That's a good one. Um, I'm gonna go more Captain Obvious side, okay, uh, and say that I I would say over the course of like comic book history, this one has has got to be like that gold standard that if you think about. Couples. This is the first one, and it's Superman and Lois.
0: Has to be. We got. We can't have this episode and not talk about
1: them. Right. You know they've. While everybody else has had, like, you know, moments of wavering or you know, drifting or what have you, there has never been, at least in in all the stories I've read. Now there's there's side timelines and there's some there's some weird stuff in there where some storyline like prior to clark and lois getting together you know superman and wonder woman were together there's right. a, there yeah. uh somebody brought up i can't remember who um brought up that you know there's even uh a storyline where like superman and and wonder woman have a kid which is very true there is that that uh that exists and on some level those two make a lot of sense together 100 percent, right 100 percent they do um but but when we're talking about like withstand the test of time yeah like this is the gold standard of of the relationships in you know in this world and the interesting piece about it is Lois isn't a like isn't like the traditional hero like coupling she's very much just a you know she's a reporter yeah granted she is tough-nosed, she's going to stand up to everybody, she's not going to back down from anything, and, you know, she's fearless in that regard, and she would very clearly, like, she doesn't want to die, but she'll give up her life for what she believes in, which makes her a hero, right? I think that makes her a hero, but when we're talking about a world of gods and monsters, she's still just a mortal, and, you know, Clark. Would do anything and move mountains. I mean, you know, all of the injustice storyline and nightmares hinges
0: on the on the depth of their love and just how completely devastated. Yeah, it makes Clark when she's killed.
1: Yeah, like just he can't recover from it.
0: Right. Right. You know,
1: he he absolutely cannot recover from it, and I think that that is also probably the most human moment in the history of Superman.
0: Hmm. Wow. Yeah.
1: You know, so that's, is, it,
0: that's pretty it, great. That's
1: a good, that's really well said too. Yeah. Because if you, th- if you think about, and if we're being really honest, if we're being a hundred percent honest, if you have Superman's powers and someone as evil as Joker suddenly wipes out your entire city and tricks you into killing your own spouse and your unborn child, can you say you're not flying through a wall and punching through his his chest and doing everything you can to make sure it never happens to anybody ever again
0: i can't say that right i in fact that seems like the only reasonable not reasonable it seems like the only logically the only response i would be capable of in that moment
1: yeah you know and it it's so that relationship like has an insanely massive impact on the dc universe yeah you know in ways that you know we've we've seen but i think in other ways that people maybe don't fully appreciate yeah it's pretty good man hard to top that i know superman I love- and lois by the way on cw great show
0: there you go really great show um yeah let me uh so i do want to bring up one other one okay and obviously it's nowhere near the level of superman and lois Sorry. but I really like Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel with War Machine, Rody. James Rohde. Yeah, Rodes. with Rohde. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And um, I, I, too, read most of Marvel stuff on the on the Unlimited app, which means I'm a few months behind whatever's currently published. But recently, the, there was a storyline where they broke up because mm-hmm. of some, like, future that she saw, that she experienced. I read that, yeah. Um, and it it that breakup like really hurt them both, mm-hmm. and so much so. And here's where you know the comics can have a little bit of soap opera nature to them, right, and yeah. you know she ends up in bed with with Doctor Strange for kind of a one night stand, <laughs> which is sort of funny how like you know again a thing we haven't seen in the in the movies or the TV right. shows where like you know they just sleep with each other sometimes because that's what people do sometimes um <laughs> but but man their reunion a couple issues later where they like things happen and they end up back together Rody and carol mm-hmm. and it's it's tremendous and and I, I feel like those two again sometimes relationships in these comics feel a little forced but those two don't it feels like they really care for each other and that they've that's been written well enough that it yeah, it feels genuine, and you know this might be me reading into it, but I thought maybe they hinted at it in uh, in the movie. It must have been Endgame, where um, early in the movie, Black Widows receiving a report from from the various places where people are, and and in their like little tele- hologram thing, um, Rhodey and and Carol have a little have a little banter, and she gives him. Just- this little, just this little look, right? And it makes you wonder if maybe that's a hint at things that could come if they were, huh? or maybe it, a nod to yeah. this relationship.
1: I gotta go back and I gotta go back and look at that one, but uh, yeah, because I don't remember the little, the little side eye, but um, yeah, that's that's a good one too. And and it is a good, it's it's a well written story between the two of them that again, like makes it totally believable, yeah. Um, I'm gonna end. With, uh, with something that is not comic book related, uh, that's not even sci-fi related, but I would be remiss, um, in not bringing this up because it's just a great story. It was a great book. It was super fun in the movies. Uh, Wesley and Princess Buttercup. <laughs> yes. I, uh, just. <laughs> just fun. Like the movie in and of itself, the story in and of itself is just fun. It's just enjoyable. It's just, you know, it's one of those that like, if you feel like you're having a bad day, you watch that and no more bad day, right? It's, you're just like, oh, true love. Um, Billy Crystal, like, that's so good. To blave. Clearly said to blave, which is, we all mean, (laughs) no means to bluff. To bluff so this man owes you money right. um but it's uh it's just great and it's you know classic performances by everybody like Andre the Giant right, like... right.
0: how about Billy Crystal and Carol Kane or whatever I'm not a yeah. witch I'm your wife
1: yeah <laughs> so man but you know that whole like oh. I'll never forget and I think anybody who's ever seen it and I, I would be hard-pressed to find somebody who hasn't seen it yeah. but when Wesley's like rolling down the hill yeah and right, Buttercup right. throws herself down the hill yeah. after him. Yeah, like, yeah. oh no. Yeah. And you, you know, if you're thinking about like a, a celebrating like true love, like how many of you are throwing yourself down the mountain to tumble after the person <laughs> that you love? Like
0: not a lot of people do that. Um, I love that movie so
1: much. Yeah, it's such a great movie. Definitely
0: a top 10 all-timer for me.
1: Yeah, definitely top 10 all-timer. Yeah, 100%. And, and one that I quote, very frequently <laughs> oh yeah it's super quotable oh gosh it's super so much, quotable
0: so much uh yes all well, right Dave. how about can i how about just a rundown of a few couples we didn't get to some honorable mentions okay just that uh i made a list and you know there's so many good ones like nightwing and batgirl i think is a great one that's a good one yeah uh also nightwing and starfire i don't really know who i want him to be with more like those are both yeah really that's good. true uh of course wonder woman and steve trevor yeah so. um scarlet witch and vision like that's, that's a nice. whole thing obviously that's a whole thing yeah uh, hulking hulkling and wiccan is yeah. it is, is a good one you know he's the emperor of space or whatever mm-hmm. um we talked about all those how Star-Lord about Star lord and gamora oh there you go right how mm-hmm. about hal jordan green lantern and carol ferris starfire yeah like them aquaman and mira pretty good aquaman and mira i mean the original like marvel couple reed Richards, sue storm
1: yeah, I can not believe we forgot that one. And they they've got kids they've been enduring as well, right? Um, right.
0: Jessica Jones and Luke Cage are so mm, important. That's a good one too. Uh I really like Daredevil and Elektra together. I know yeah. that's that's kind of a maybe a slightly not it's healthy relationship.
1: Odd, it's an odd, it's a weird relationship, but they are they're clearly like a relationship. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh Barry Allen Flash and Iris West. And Iris an West into that in the Snyder cut of uh Yeah um you mentioned Thanos and 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 death which is an interesting one how about Zatanna and John Constantine that shows up sometimes in yeah that
1: uh, one shows up DC stuff
0: so those uh, were there's just a few others that I that I come up with and oh oh one last one this is like as deep a cut as is probably possible but in uh some of the Thor books right now we get Hela and Carnilla Mm. married they don't know not necessarily a love relationship but definitely a a, a sort of a relationship that is happening in the Asgardian world of hell
1: right yeah and we forgot about Thor and Jane Foster oh, gosh, we forgot yeah. about Tony yeah, yeah. and uh, Pepper Potts Hatcher Pepper Potts yeah so there's yeah. There,
0: there's it's, so you many know, obviously. Yeah,
1: it's it's such a you know it's such an active part of uh, any hero story is their relationship um, and uh, care and, and compassion Yep. found in another human or superhero as the case may be so yeah
0: yeah well friends tell us who we missed or who you're thinking of like what uh what are your favorites who do you who do you, oh, here's something we didn't do like who do you wish would get together or who is like been yeah there you that go that's happened. a good one if you have anybody
1: um, that you wish would get together anybody you wish would break up right yeah you're <laughs> like i just don't like them together, together. at yeah. all yeah. ever right so yeah Share. All good questions. share it in the comments. Uh, you know, again, we love getting those comments. They make up our fan fiction and it's, and it's always fun for us to interact with you guys online. So thanks Absolutely. so much. Absolutely.
0: Well, thanks everybody for uh, sticking with us and uh, we'll see you on the socials until next time. Uh, take care. Bye truth believers. Bye guys.